HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. This episode is brought to you by Wisconsin Cheese. We've been making cheese in Wisconsin since before we were even a state, which may be one reason why we win so many awards for it. It's what happens when a whole state dreams in cheese. Find your next favorite cheese at wisconsincheese.com. Hey, 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 welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on Heritage Radio Network. We're recording today. It's January 31st, 2023 for Black History Month, February 2023. We've got some special guests. They're going to introduce themselves, and we're going to talk a lot about their brewery, Montclair Brewery. So, uh, Denise and Leo, can you guys say hello and say a few things about yourselves? Sure, yes. Hi. Thank you so much for having us. I'm Denise Ford Sawadogo, so co-owner of the Montclair Brewery. I handle all the general management, administrative um, tasks for the brewery, the marketing, and all of all of that other good stuff that keep helps keep the business running. Great. So, looking forward to it. My name is Leo. I'm not only the head brewer, I'm also a master distiller. Oh wow, that's great. Well, listen, you, you guys have been on my radar since last year. Um, there's a, a beer legend, um, Manny Calderon, who some of the old timers know. He kind of developed as a rep and a distributor a, a lot of brands in the early days of craft beer. And uh, a couple of years ago, he came back with his new niche brands um, distributor. And one of his goals was to bring uh, black owned beers into the New York City market and beyond. Um, so he really wanted me to, to meet you guys and have you on uh, for the Black History Month episode. And I also want to give you a shout out. Last year at uh, the Pig On event that, that we're part of, um, Manny came with, with some of your Montclair IPA. Denise, do you know which IPA that was? Yeah, that was our National Emergency. It's our New England style IPA. It's wow, actually that... our top selling beer. Well, that was great. It was just what we needed on that, in that barbecue out in uh, Snug Harbor. <laughs> in oh, yeah. right, so let, let's talk about beer. Um, it, I got I to gotta talk to Leo first, because once he said master distiller, um, 
Leo, we're going to go yep. old school. Your story, right. about you as a brewer and distiller, um, I want to know you about you. Yes. Uh, you know, actually, <laughs> that was not my first. My first profession was radio and television. I did radio for about 25 years, and I uh, moved on to uh, start brewing, learn to brew from my mom. As you may know, in Africa, uh, uh, beer is handled by women. And, you know, men are not so... You won't find many brewers, uh, you know, in, in Africa. It's, the, the whole thing is handled by women. So when I become a home brewer, I also... Uh, start up learning how to distill just in case you make anything bad. You can quickly remove the alcohol and move on. So uh, that's that's my story. So and um, you know and also being um, a soccer coach that led uh, for me uh, to create to wanted to create an atmosphere where mom and dad can sit down and have a beer. So that's why um, you know I was able to talk my wife into this. And then here we are. We open up the Montreal Brewery on the, in um, you know business startup in 2014, and then we we was able to find the spot in 2018 and open up the brewery. Wow, that's great! And, and yep. Denise it says that you're an MBA and a marketing guru. Is that is that you? Ah, uh, yes, that's me. Um, yes, I say that. So before the Montclair Brewery. I actually was in corporate America, so for many years. So, yes, I do have my MBA. I was in business, business development, marketing, mostly marketing, brand development, um, customer marketing, consumer marketing for a wide range of products. So with um, I worked at Castrol, Castrol Motor Oil at a time, um, did a lot of sponsorships, website marketing, very early days of social media, because social media back then is was nothing like it is now. This was before Instagram and all of that. I worked on a lot of that. So what, um, what did it used to be like? Well, it was online communities. So we actually, at my old, one of my old, former companies, we created like our own online community. It was like a loyalty club but it was online where they can go. So it was like a website. So it's a website where members can go, they can chat, they can talk. We can um, publish like new product up updates, product information. So it was really like an online community. So, but it was closed. So you had to join the community or be invited to join the community. So very different. I noticed your your Instagram is very active. I saw you did a countdown to New Year's. Um, do, do you have yes. fun with your with your Instagram and marketing? Y yes, we try, even though it is a lot of work, <laughs> a lot of work. But we do that. That's our goal. Our goal is to be um, active, to give people updates, to make it fun, make it engaging. Uh, to have it so when people take a look, they're like, oh, what's going on? Oh, I got to go check them out. So we try to have clear goals in mind for every post that we do. Yeah. Even the well, ones that are all about fun, we try to have some objective. Before we talk more about beer, let's talk about Montclair. Because when, when I look at your Instagram, I, I always see pictures of people in your tap room, bands, music, countdowns to, to New Year's Eve. Um, 
What's it like being in Montclair, New Jersey? But I've been there. It's a really nice town. I know it's a college town. There's a train to New York City. Um, what's it like having a is, is a brewery and tap room? That's what you have. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like like you know, like we we say it all the time. Montclair is, uh, you know, it's a family town, and uh, you know, you you come into Montclair immediately, you're gonna start feeling good because because because. You know, there's so much going on in Montclair. We got the film festival, we got the jazz festival, we got tons of restaurants. The only thing that was missing was the brewery, really. So when we open up the brewery, we tried to make it a, a music venue, so so people can come here and uh, entertain, entertain whoever come to have some beer. So uh, that's what Montclair is all about. Yeah. Yeah, and what's great is that we live here too. So we're a part, so we really feel part of the community. It's not like we're commuting in. Um, we are definitely, we raised our child, our son in the community, went to the schools here, was involved in PTAs, as Leo mentioned earlier, soccer, and soccer coach. So yeah, Montclair is very family oriented and it's, it's, a, wonderful, it's a wonderful place to live. Great. And to just and to hang out for those because not everyone is fortunate or is lucky enough to live in Montclair, um, but it is a great place to come and hang out even if you don't live here. Definitely come. No, it's great. You're you're a special place. Not too far from Newark. Not too far from uh, Manhattan. Um, definitely got to check it out, especially for all our New Jersey listeners. Um, I want to talk more about beer with you guys because uh, now, Leo, I'm really interested. Well, first, if Manny Calderon of Niche Brands singles you out <laughs> as as a beer that's worthy of, of yeah. him to, to bring into New York City, then I want to know about you. So you said Africa and women making beer. Yeah. What, what were your first beer inspirations? You can go way back. I don't know if you were a kid or a, an adult. What? My first beer inspiration was, uh, you know, the sorghum beer, the red sorghum beer that my mom used to make, you know, coming back from church on Christmas and smelling that was just incredible. I, of course, at that time, I couldn't drink beer, but the, the idea of, uh, you know, the smell of that a red sorghum beer was like, drove me crazy for a while. And then until uh, when I moved to the U.S., uh, you know, the smell started to hunt me down and I decided to do something about it. First, I had to go back home and ask for my mom permission to, uh, to open up a brewery. And of course, she was shocked. But later on, she gave her full benediction. Uh, she's like, OK, if you if you want to open a brewery for that reason, I mean, you have my blessing. And, you know, a couple of years ago, I went back with my beer uh, for her to try, and she gave me a thumbs up. That alone, you know, drove me until today. When I think about that, that's where all uh, my inspiration come from. Uh, for her saying, it's okay to search. It's okay to do something different. It's okay to be different. Those are the words that kind of follow me. Uh, even when I decide to write a recipe, these are the kind of things that I think of. And then also New York City being the capital of the world, I can say that you can meet anybody in New York City. So that's why we're trying to diversify the taste of our beer so everybody can get a chance to taste either beer with ingredients from West Africa or from France or from Colombia. 
there's no limit to what we can bring to these things. So everywhere we go, every place we travel, we bring that little ingredient that's going to make something or somebody think about home. And that's New York City. New York City is pretty much diversified. That's what wow. all, we're all about. Okay, so re recipes, red sorghum beer. <laughs> is, is there a secret <laughs> recipe or can you tell me what's in no, it? No, not at all. Uh, well, in, in West Africa, everybody brew with red sorghum. So we started brewing with the baobab fruit. A baobab fruit is the tree of our ancestor. It is the only tree that grows dry fruit. And it takes 100 years to produce fruit. So we thought it might be very important to add that fruit into our, our beer just to remind everybody that human beings come from Africa. If we go based upon that, we're all going to agree. You know, we're not going to have a difference. It's so much difference because that's the reason why we're adding all these ingredients into our beer. So if you watch uh, Master Distillo on Discovery Channel, I use that, the same baobab fruit, and become the first Master Distillo of New York, Connecticut, and New Jersey. So that happened last year uh, uh, in Tennessee. So we was able to win that title. So it is to tell you how impressive that fruit is. Leo, I am so impressed with you. Do, do, do you have plans to have a distillery also? Oh yeah, definitely. It's in the, it's in the making. So ever since uh, uh, we went master distiller, people are calling me and asking me where could we find this thing. But you know, for now, it's in the beer. So the baobab fruit is in the beer. So pretty soon, it will also be as a brandy uh, for people to to enjoy uh, the fruits of our ancestor. Wow. So Denise, you're here as the marketing guru. Um, you, you tell me about the Montclair beers and about, oh, yes. about, about yes. your husband and your words, because I'm going to, you're yes. going to say something totally different from him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we have a wide range of beers and that's important for us because one of our missions for opening up the brewery was to be inclusive was to let people, whether you know a lot about beers or whether you know very little bit about craft beer, so that everyone could feel welcome, that everyone could come and find something that they like. So we always say there's usually a Montclair Brewery beer for everyone. So whether you're a more traditional and you want a Pilsner, you just want some people come, I just want a regular beer. Um, we've got the Pilsner. We've got our lager. Even though our Pilsner does have a little rosemary in it, because we do have to put the Montclair twist on some of our things. But we do <laughs> have beers for that. And then there may be some people that say, hey, you know, the, the hop heads, that all about hops. We've got the IPAs. Originally, we had um, two, only two um, main like uh, staple IPAs on National Emergency that you had the pleasure of tasting um, at that festival in New York. We also have our Poor Richards IPA, which is named after the building. Before it was Montclair Brewery, it was a refinishing place called Poor Richards. So to pay homage to that, we named one of our landmark um, IPAs, Poor Richards IPA. So we have that, and then we added because we realized how many hopheads there are out there, how many IPA lovers. Um, I mean, we knew there was lots, but we decided to add a few more. So we have one, a red IPA called Brewer's Beer. 
We also added two fruited IPAs that are part of our regular line now. The one is called the Maya that was brewed on behalf of Maya Angelou. And that's made with mango. And then we also have a Hava Guava, which is... Um, which actually first started as just a short-term beer, but everyone loved it that we had to keep bringing it back. And now it has its own can. So we did a can release of that actually for our fourth year anniversary uh, several months ago in, in October. So that one's a Hava Guava. Okay. It's an IPA with guava. So uh, we have a wide range. I mean, and then we've got our stouts. We've got our porters. We've got beers that are fruity, especially for those that may want something a little sweeter or that say, hey, I don't really like beer. I love challenging those people that come in and say, well, I'm not a beer drinker, because usually we could always find something or more than just yeah. one thing that they end up liking. They're like, wow, this is not what I thought it was going to be like. I'm like, yes, your vision of beer may be from your early days, who knows, as a teenager or something, drinking those mass-produced beers, but not yeah. drinking beers that actually have some flavor to it. And well, a lot Denise, of you, 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 that's an important part of any tap room or, or beer bar is really being able to talk to people and let them taste it in that environment. Um you know, not, not not everyone knows what to expect either. Sometimes I walk into a brewery, I don't know what their beers are going to taste like. And, and honestly, unless somebody is really friendly and, and takes the time with me, I might not want to try as many beers as, as I would if, if, if I were more familiar with it. Right. Yeah, we try to always encourage people to do flights because we're like, you know what? That's the best way that you can really try a number of our beers by having a flight. I mean, there are some people, they come, they spend their whole Saturday here, like having maybe five different flights <laughs> so they can try all the different beers. Because we do have a lengthy beer selection. It's over 20 different options. So it takes about five flights or something like that to actually taste all the beers that we have on tap. And, and Leo, are you, what, so what, what are the New Jersey rules? So are you only able to serve beer that you make? yourselves yes yes we we can only serve what we what we produce uh we're not allowed to have a guest beer like any other state uh and uh we cannot sell food uh the only food we can sell is a package packaged food like snack and so on and so forth so the rules are really restricting us from uh you know from expanding our mind and um you know from also uh, helping people uh stay sober so, you know, we, we hope that this, uh, the rule, we get rid of those rules, you know, so we can, uh, we can really, really, you know, get on and, and do something better, you know. Uh, but would you, however, would you people, like to have, would you like to have food if you could? Absolutely. No, definitely. It's, a, it, it's, it's very important when you're drinking uh, to have something, you know, in your stomach. Because if you don't, uh, everybody knows the outcome of that. So... You know, it's 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 better to to have food. You know, yeah. 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 
on the flip side, I mean, we're fortunate that we are around restaurants in the area. So we've got a couple of pizza shops. We have like a taco truck that is usually down the block. So we do have some restaurants in the area. So lots of times our guests will go pick up food and bring it in here or call it in for delivery or something like that. Because it is, as Leo mentioned, important. It's good to have something to eat while you're drinking. Right. But oh, yeah. in case they can't do that, we do have prepackaged snacks that right. they can have that they can purchase. Now we, we've uh, you know we, there's a lot of talk about New Jersey and, and the licenses, and I heard uh, Governor Phil Murphy a couple weeks ago on WBGO in Newark, which I love. Um, mm-hmm. He was talking about that there there are there are talks about the liquor license reforms. Um, you never know where those are going to go, but um, I know that. It, it's nice to see great beer coming out of Jersey, and, and it's been the case for a, for a long time. You know, one of one of my favorite craft breweries in New Jersey, going back a long time, is a Ramstein um, Brewery, and they're somewhere in North Jersey. They specialize yep. in wheat, wheat beers and pilsners. Um, do, do you know him, Leo? Absolutely, we're all friends. The the the, uh, the brewing community is very tight. Everybody know we uh, we I call it the family reunion. Uh, some of these festivals, we <laughs> run into each other, and it's always fun, you know, to run into uh, some of the guys. We we see each other during the summer, you know, probably once every three months or or two months because of, because of festival, and it's always awesome to run into each other, exchange beer, and talk about brewing, you know, and talk about customer. <laughs> always fun. So, uh, who are some of the other breweries that? that you see at the festivals and that you, you know. Oh, so many around. brewers. Most of the, most of the uh, New Jersey, uh, you know, uh, brewers, we all run into each other either at the, uh, at the brewers conference or uh, at, at some of the festival. We, there's a festival, a well-known festival in Morristown. We, we end up over there and it's always fun. We, we walk to uh, some of the booth and then, you know, try each other's beer. So always, always fun. You got four city. You got, you got also uh, uh, elementary. elementary. There's so many breweries. Valero, uh, Snort. Yeah. And so yep. yeah, yeah. No, I know Blake from Elementary pretty yes. well. I was at I was at Flounder Brewing last fall. Oh, uh, okay. Right. Yeah. No, they're long. great. I mean, I've I've got a special place in my heart for Flounder brewing because they really helped us out actually um a few years ago when we needed help we we were out of cans we got flooded the demand we had no idea this was right after the um george floyd murder basically and everyone wanted to come and support us and we ran out of cans and they were the ones i like did a post in the new jersey Brewers Association Facebook group page to see if anyone had any that they could spare. And they were the ones that said, we've got some. If you want to come down, we'll we'll lend you some until you get your shipment. So, yes, yeah, so I got a special place in my heart for them because that was really that was really kind of them to do that. And that helped us hugely. Because if we didn't have that, that was the time of the COVID shutdown, too. So I think oh, we yeah. were only able to do to go at that time. So there was no one in here. So basically, if we didn't get those cans, we probably would have had to close down for that weekend. We couldn't fill anyone's order. And like I said, we were flooded with orders because that was the weekend right after and everyone wanted to support 
like a black owned business. And that's the, that's the blues, that's the blues community. You know, it's a really uh, incredible how people support each other. If I'm missing an ingredient, I can call, call anyone and, you know, people with open arms, either they bring it here or they call me, say, hey, come and get it, you know, and that's what it is, you know? Yeah. That's great. Um, Wow, you, you brought up George Floyd and all that. I remember that month, June of 2020. That was like a transformative month. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like the whole world was upside down. And yep. Oh, yes. People oh, really yeah. thought thought about things in, in a different way. So. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 No, that was yeah. Really. So, since we're since we are talking, this is the the our, our one of our February Black History Month shows. Do you want to say anything about that? You know, you guys are, you're, you're African, Caribbean. Um, you've got a lot of culture and heritage. Um, and you also mentioned George Floyd. Um, is Right. Well, um, I mean, it, it was a horrible, of course, horrible I don't, I didn't, thing that happened. I don't think I met anyone. Well, who knows? There's probably some crazy people online that may think it wasn't horrible. I don't know. But I think a majority of people would agree that was just devastating what happened. Um, but it, it did shed the light because a lot of people were in the dark during that time, not realizing what some people go through on a regular, normal basis just because the color of their skin is different. Uh, people, Some people have no idea. Like if you live in one part of the world or you kind of live in your little bubble and maybe you're not exposed to that, you don't know, but with the George Floyd, it was just so apparent. I mean, you caught it all, it was all caught on video where people can't say, oh, well, he he asked for it, he deserved it, he did this, he did that. No, you saw a helpless person right there just getting beat, I mean, getting, yeah, just getting, getting strangled or whatever. It was just disgusting. It was horrible. Yeah. I mean, and... Unfortunately, we had something now a little similar that just happened last week with the Memphis, um, with um, Tyree, what's his, I don't remember his last name. Yeah, but, yeah. but uh, yeah, so it's, yeah. it's, 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 but that's the, that's the world we live in. And yeah, it's, it's only thing we can do would be hopeful that things one day will change and that every Day and every year things get better and better and we try to do our part and whatever we can do to make it a more enjoyable place yeah to live well that's why every february we choose you know uh, someone to honor and uh, and uh, exactly like like this february coming up we uh, we have a special beer we're releasing for black history month uh it's gonna be um you know uh uh, a person we honoring in uh, in Montreal here, and then also uh, remind people that uh, black history uh, beer is black history. So these are the kind of things we're doing uh, this upcoming. I don't know. Maybe yeah. she, yeah. you yeah. want to talk about the uh, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you should tell us because it is. It's when we listen to this show. It's February. Okay, so it's, it's, so, it's February already. <laughs> right, definitely. So yeah, there is a national collaboration that was spearheaded by Oak Park Brewing Company. I think they're in Sacramento, California, um, called 
Beer is Black History. So we decided to join that um, initiative because for us, yes, that's so important. That's something we've been saying from day one, especially Leo being from Africa, being exposed to seeing people, women, his own mom brew beer. We know that, hey, yeah, beer is Black history. There are some people who were not familiar with that or didn't know that. They thought that maybe like Black people know something about beer. Like some people, they didn't know that. So this is about raising awareness that, yes, I mean, the earliest, one of the first beer recipes found was in Mesopotamia, which is closer to, which is in the, that whole region, that whole African region. So it is not for, as far-fetched as some people may think for Black people to be involved in beer or to even own breweries and to develop recipes for beers and all of that. It's a part of our culture. It's, it's our right. It's, it's our heritage. So we're just taking that back. <laughs> we're not taking that. We're, we're embracing it, put it that way. <laughs> So that's one of our fears, yes. We're going we're gonna to take a short break in a minute, but I just want to say that I can't wait to come over to Montclair Brewing and, and try your, your beer. It is Black History Month beer. Um, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back in okay. a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. This episode is brought to you by Wisconsin Cheese. There's a reason when you think of Wisconsin, you think cheese. Cheese is a huge part of Wisconsin's history and future. In Wisconsin, the state of cheese, the tradition of cheesemaking excellence began 180 years ago, before Wisconsin was recognized as a state. Immigrants traveled to settle in this lush, green hills of Wisconsin, bringing their cheesemaking traditions with them. These storied skills combined with the freshest milk available created a cheesemaking culture that is uniquely Wisconsin. Wisconsin's 1,200 cheesemakers, many of whom are third and fourth generation, continue to pass on old world traditions while adopting modern innovations in cheesemaking craftsmanship. Find your next favorite cheese at wisconsincheese.com. Hey, 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 welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on Heritage Radio Network. February is Black History Month, and, uh, you know, check us out, heritageradionetwork.org. There's a lot going on and uh, a lot of respect on heritageradionetwork.org. So we're talking with Montclair Brewing, uh, Denise and Leo, and um, we were just talking about their their new The Beer is Black History Month uh, theme beer. So w- what's the recipe, Leo? I-, I can't wait to try it. The recipe is uh, the you know uh, beer is black history uh, is a dark lager, like, as you may know, lager is the most um, you know consumed beer around the planet. Everybody consumed lager. We made it darker, uh, you know, for uh, for that reason because uh, you know that's why we say uh, beer is black history. Uh, growing up, you know, I, there was a, tons of small brewery around us. We always see, you know, older people sitting around and drinking beer, and then also watching our mom cook and make beer. Uh, there was a question all the time that I used to ask, why so many people come at home around Christmas or, or Easter? And my mom said, well, beer get people together, just like sports. 
So <laughs> this is something that I wrestle to understand until I start brewing. When I start brewing, I understand that, you know, people are curious enough, they come uh, to try some beer, and that's what creates community. You know, community is supposed to sit together and then drink together and sometimes eat together and, you know, and, and talk about anything. So uh, now I start to understand why these women make beer, because that spirit of community, uh, getting everybody together. So uh, around a glass of beer or a calabash of dolo, that's how they call beer uh, back where I'm from in, in West Africa. You know, but every country in Africa have their own type of beer. Some people make banana beer. Some people make pineapple beer. It is so diverse uh, that you know uh, you you be you lose your mind if you go and try to try every every ethnic group beer. You know, from where I'm from, I'm, we are the Mose. The Mose people have their own kinds of beer. You got also another ethnic group that have their own version of beer. There's so many different types of beer, you know. Actually, we're trying, Markley Brewery are trying to go back to Africa and try to help these women build something better, uh, you know, and bring back also this community spirit into those kind of things. So we're working on that project. Yeah. Well, when you, when you mentioned red sorghum beer, you, you, you know, I know dark lager has a, has a dark black color. Red sorghum... The beer that your mother made, wh what did it look like? You know, was it cloudy? Was was it a what color was it? And that smell when you talked about the the smell, the smell, smell is smell. incredible. It is red and and gluten free. You know, red sorghum beer is gluten free. We can't we can't get red sorghum into the U.S. We only have white sorghum here, and we do brew a beer called the Motherland that we have here on top. We have it, our brewery. It is it is our version of uh, honoring all these African women that work with fire over there. They they, they only cook beer with wood and and uh, you know and and uh, how you call that again uh, a clay pot. You know that's how they cook their beer. We have a chance of cooking beer on on stainless steel. Over there is a clay pot that they use to cook their beer. It's uh, the red sorghum beer is very rich. And, uh, you know, very red. Uh, it's just something you have to try. You know, maybe pretty soon we'll have that kind of beer here. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what, what's the smell? If, try to, because I, I know the smell of, of brewing beer. I love, I love all the smell of all freshly brewed beer. Exactly. There's no difference. You know, it's the smell of malted grain. Because over there, here we have a chance of, of uh, you know, calling the company and order some malted grain. Over there, women have to do everything on their own. That means they get the grain and they malt those grain. They put some water into the grain until the germination process starts, and then they dry it out. And that's when they got more sugar into the grain to be able to brew with it. So it is, there's no difference. The, the, the only difference is, you know, we have different, we have caramel malt here, we have dark malt, that allowed us to make, you know, stout, you know. Over there, it's only one kind of beer they make, uh, which is the red sorghum beer. It's completely red and, you know, and smell terrific. You know, it's, it's very difficult to describe the smell, but you have to, you have to really smell it. Even when I'm making the beer here, 
and smelled, you know, sometime the cooking of the bear, it take me back. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's it. The smell takes you back. I, I think about that at the holidays yeah. all the time, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. One thing I want, uh, with Manny Calderon and Niche Brands uh, bringing you into New York City last year, um, first that's an honor, and I, and I, I, I love your beers. Um, what am I trying to say? He wanted to prioritize having some black-owned businesses, black-owned breweries, um, getting placed in the top, you know, accounts that he services, as well as Whole Foods. Um, is that something that you guys talk about or it's just it's just something that is just happening naturally no, absolutely we we always have that in the back of our mind when we got into whole food that was uh that was uh, the kind of button that kind of pushed everything you know and and many came into play and was very passionate about you know distributing a small brewery i think you know i, I think he we kind of uh, met in the middle, and this is the kind of things we would love to do, being small, brewing something that everybody can enjoy. And we, when we met at that kind of level, we're like, you know, this is perfect. You know, we can bring uh, some of the beer that we, you know, we, we keep on creating into New York. Maybe, you know, somebody going to find himself into those beer. You know, like uh, today I was talking to a, a Colombian lady, and I told her, I say, I, I went to Colombia, I brought back some ingredient that I'm going to make beer. And she kind of got emotional. She's like, when you make that beer, please let me know so I can come and try that beer. You know, this is the kind of thing, this is the kind of emotion we love to bring to people. Like when somebody tried the Bao beer in New York City, and, you know, you sip it again, and, and sip it again, and try to figure out, you know, where, where the baobab is, or try to figure out what is that taste that come in, in, in my mouth and I can't figure it out. You know, this is the kind of thing we love to bring to people. Or somebody that tries some of our frog halo and, 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 and realize that the orange is kind of, you know, dancing in his mouth. These are the kind of things we love to see, especially when we go to a beer tasting and somebody tastes that and say, wow, you know, I, I'm trying to put my hand into that, that something that's going into my mouth and I can't, I can't figure it out. And I end up telling him, well, this is what we did. And this is what in the beer. That's what you're tasting. You know, wow. these, are the, these are the kinds of things that make us happy. Yeah, I was going to say, just um, also add on the whole um, Manny's impact and our expansion into Whole Foods. Because before Manny, so we, we, were, we are in Whole Foods in New Jersey. The only thing based on the New Jersey laws that we mentioned before, only two Whole Foods in the entire state of New Jersey are permitted to sell alcohol, permitted to sell beer. So uh, we are in those two Whole Foods, so we've been in it. But bringing on Manny, that helped us to now expand into New York. In New York, there's a lot more opportunity because the laws are a lot more friendly to breweries, to alcohol brands versus New Jersey. So, um, and I do have to also shout out Harlem Brewing Company and Celeste. She was the one that actually made the introduction to Manny. Um, she's the one that, or I don't know, I, I think Manny heard about us and maybe he knew that we 
were connected. We had done a collaboration in the past with Holland Brewing Company, and he was working with that brand. And she mentioned, hey, Manny wants to meet you guys. Manny wants to maybe work with you. So, and that's really how it started. And he's, as I mentioned early on, he's so passionate. Um, you know, he's got a lot of experience in the business. He knows what he's doing. He has those connections. Uh, it's just whether we can keep up with him is the thing. But yeah, yeah. but it's good. But it's going well. He's no, that's like it's, we it you're, you're with good people. Good, good people. Yes, good absolutely. beer. You guys are. Um, I'm so so happy to talk to you guys. Um, but back to the beer, Leo. Um, yes. with, the, with these different fruits, it generally what's a recipe or or a way of brewing with the fruit? Because you're you're making beer. You've got malt and hops. Um, at what point do you put the fruit in? Are you doing purees? Are you doing whole fruit? Yes, most of our fruit, most of our uh, fruits are puree because it has to be in the state of liquid to be able to mix with uh, with beer. Uh, you know, and uh, we uh, the, the, let me let me go to most of the fruit we use. We use coconut. We use uh, um, we use also peanut butter to make our stout. We use as well. Uh, there's an African fruit that we call the mad fruit that we sometimes use, which is very sour. And we use also, there's an, another fruit from Africa we call the, the four-corner fruit. When it smells like cocoa, and when you put it into the beer, it's like a, it's like a, like, like a chocolate uh, in that beer. Those are the kind of things we love to experiment with, you know, and, and, and give it to the customer and people will try, and they try to figure out what kind of fruit it is. But sometimes I just have to reveal that to them. This is the kind of fruit that we use. And also, there's a there's a, a fruit called vetiver. It's uh, in Africa. We put that in the water to soften the water, and then also uh, to treat your stomach with that. So I constantly tell my customer, uh, if uh, I wouldn't give you anything that it is not beneficial to you. Well, I wouldn't be trying to brew beer with that. So uh, the only thing we cannot say it's a, we cannot say it's a healthy beer. But this is this <laughs> is where we, <laughs> that's where we get it. If you look out the the property of the baobab, the vitamin is just going through the roof. It's it's a super fruit. It got got over a hundred times more vitamin than orange C than orange. And also got more vitamin than kiwi. Gets tons of vitamin, you know. And that's why we decided to brew the beer with, with those kind of, you know. You know, I I know you can't say alcohol is healthy, but could, could no. you could, <laughs> could you do a test and 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 put on the label the the vitamin content? Uh, well, that's you know I don't think that that's uh, that's allowed to do that. <laughs> but you know when you when you realize how much you know, uh, uh, stuff is in the baobab, I think you'd be happy alone drinking that, you know. But uh, alcohol, we cannot say it's healthy or, you know. But, you know, I, we try to put those fruit just to, to, to take the edge off and, and let people have fun and realize that we're not, you know, we're not, we're not here to, we're not brewing here to harm anyone. But if something is not good for you, we will not put it in the beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you, you, I'm, I'm learning so much about, about you guys, and I really can't wait to come out and visit you. 
Um, you have to. You have to come we talk out. about distribution, but I noticed on your website you're, you're talking about home delivery. Now, you're not talking about driving down the street to someone's home. <laughs> so tell me about this home delivery because it sounds like you guys have uh, qu quite the grasp of the business side of this. Yes, sure. And that's where that MBA comes into play. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that is actually, so I'll direct to consumer service, so home delivery, something we actually just launched days ago. Um, it's on, it's pre-order now. It opens up for full ordering uh, as of February 1st. Actually, it's open now. And it's, um, yeah, we will be delivering beer to 47 states. So we've partnered with a company who will handle all the fulfillment for us. So it's a company based in New York. So they have our beer and as orders, they're the ones that will be receiving the orders and shipping them out. So we're excited. They deal with any permits or anything. Is that what you're saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they have their license, their, their license that allows them to ship to all the other states. It's a business, they do that already. It's um some people may be familiar with it. It's um tap RM or tap room. So yes, they offer that service to breweries that want oh. to get so it's something that it's something that I feel like we it's a test for us right now to see how it goes. It is expensive to do, but we said, hey, let's try it. We have been getting requests from throughout the, throughout the U.S., people in Florida, people in Georgia, people in um, Connecticut, et cetera, asking, hey, can I get your beers there? So this now allows them to purchase our beers online. So since we have listeners from the whole Northeast and other parts of the country, Tell me exactly how I can order, say, ship to other states like Massachusetts or, or another yeah. state like Chicago. Sure. sure. All they Okay, so there's a number of ways. So one, they can go to www.shopusa.monclairbrewery.com and you'll go directly to the online store. Right now, there is a selection of four different beers that you can choose so they just shop just like you do any other online shopping. Or you could go to our Insta Instagram page, which is at Montclair Brew, which is a handle. And in our bio, there is a link to um, purchase out of state, so outside New York, New Jersey. So you can do that. So those are the two like real easy ways that you can go and order our beer. And please do. Like I said, it is a test. So... Based on the success, that will determine how long we'll keep that going. That's amazing. And will the, um, the Beer is Black History beer, will that be available in other states? Um, right now, what we have, we do have our Black is Beautiful. That's there. That's available in all states. We have our Hava Guava, which is a beer made with um, guava. Uh, one of our IPAs. It's a really, it's a top seller. We have our Bauer beer. So Leo talked about brewing with the Baobab fruit. So we have that beer there and we have our national emergency IPA. So the beers will be rotating. 
So we see we may have, if we don't have our Bears Black History, there is another beer we are launching for Black History Month called the How House Beer. So How, I mean H-O-W-E. Um, that beer most likely will be up on the site eventually. And I can tell you a little bit about that. That's also a new beer we're launching middle of February. And that one is in partnership with the Friends of the How House. So once again, really tying into the community, the How House is one of the oldest standing houses in Montclair. It was owned the first African-American to own a house, that was the house that was owned by the first African-American homeowner. This person's name was James Howe. He was an enslaved person back in the 1700s when uh, the owner of the house passed away in his will. He left, he gave this person his freedom and he also left this house to this person, James Howe. Recently, um, the house was at risk of being sold to investors. And there was a group of people called the Friends of the How House that got together and purchased the house and saved the house. So we decided to do something about it. So a percentage of sales from this How House bear will be donated to Friends of the How House. So to help with the person with the um, restoring of the house and the preserving the history, bringing the house back to the African-American community and letting it be a landmark like it should be. This is the first house uh, ever that, to be owned an by story. an African-American in, in our town. Wow. So, yes. Ama- Amazing story. And, and what will that beer be, Leo? It is a Belgian-style beer that we made. And... Um, you know, it's easily drinkable, and that's the kind of beer we we, we thought it might, it might be suitable to to honor uh, to honor the house. And you know, uh, when when you first started talking about the the beers you grew up with in Africa, I I'm glad you mentioned a Belgian beer because I I I, I can picture you. Are you a fan of Belgian beers? I'm sure you are, right? Yes, I brew a lot of Belgian beer, Belgian mm-hmm. style beer. We actually won um, Belgian Beer Style of the Year from the New York International Beer Competition, I believe, in 2021, which was the last time we entered that competition, yes. Well, that's great. And how how does that style work? Are you you selling that only on tap? Are you you selling it on cans? It's going to be on can as well. It's going to be on can. Can and tap. And tap. And we have a lavender beer coming uh, called Fragile Like a Bomb. It is made to honor Ruth Bader Ginsburg for all the work she have done in the U.S. and throughout the world. So uh, it's a lavender beer. And, and that lavender beer also was a, was a winner at the, uh, the, the barbecue and, and um, a beer festival. A beer festival, <laughs> yeah. you know. For that, we brewed originally for Women's History Month. Yes, for Women's History Month. So. Well, you know, we're just t- touching the surface with you guys. I really enjoyed talking to you. And again, big shout out to Manny Calderon and Niche Brands for uh, introducing us. And I'm looking forward to trying many more of your beers. I want to give another shout out. Last year, uh, we've done shows over the years. Uh, we, we did the Black is Beautiful episode with the Weathered Souls in Texas. Um, last year, we talked to some of the guys involved with the Black Toberfest 
um, who really changed the way I saw things. Um, the different cities that, that they were doing the festivals in, um, the, the, the Black Brewer community that they were part of, um, th- th- those guys were happening. Um, I don't know if you, you know the Black Blacktoberfest guys. Yeah, so I think that's Mike Potter. So yes, we do know Mike Potter because he originally was a partner in the Fresh Fest which is now yeah. Barrel and Flow Fest. Yeah. yeah, so Blacktoberfest, yes, I saw they did that in many different, I think three or four different locations. Yeah, yeah, no, it looks like it's it's wonderful. We can't wait for it to come closer to oh, us. North. <laughs> or you know what? Yeah. Actually, now, back then, I think the days that he had it, I think it coincided maybe with our anniversary or something else that we had going on, which is why we couldn't attend. We couldn't make it. And also, I think the different states he was having it, we didn't have business in those states as well. So it was kind of like a business decision as well. But now that we are now in other, available in many other states, that may be something that we have to reconsider and see if that's possible for us to participate in that in the future. Yeah, Mike Mike is is a good friend, yeah. Mike's great, and just and and Al Sharpton out of Atlanta, he's the one who introduced us. But I would say anyone, if you're interested in the Black History Month, go back to last year in 2022, the Blacktoberfest episode. Um, j- j- just there's four or five different brewers on from 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 different parts of the South, including Mike Potter and then Al Sharpton, and I, I have to say that that made me love beer. <laughs> I, I, I love beer, but with the energy and enthusiasm of, of, of that group of people is right on that. That's, that's where, where beer is and needs to go. Yeah, just definitely. like you, just like you guys talking about the history and, and growing up. I mean, I'm Italian, so there, there's food smells. I have the same thing with food smells. When, yeah. when, I, when I, I remember something, I remember the food or, now that we're on the radio, I, your your voice sounds familiar to me, Denise. <laughs> yeah, I, and you actually do sound like a really good friend of mine, which I love. So all these familiarities. So we're okay. all, we're all friends now. But um, yes, yes, we're yes, go. absolutely. So, big shout out, thanks, Denise and Leo from Montclair Brewery in Montclair, New Jersey. Very special people, and I highly recommend you go there at Montclair, New Jersey, and check it out. Big thanks to Armin Spengen, our engineer. I'm Jimmy Carboni. Shout out to Manny Calderon of Niche Brands, uh, who first introduced me to, to them and is bringing their beer, Montclair Brewery, into New York City. So thanks so much. We're here on Heritage Radio Network. Big shout out and respect to Black History Month. We'll catch you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks so Thank much. You. Thank you. Beer Sessions Radio is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Food Radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.